Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 30. I'm your host, Heather, and today we're talking about how to stay calm in chaos. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please fasten your seatbelts. So I feel like we can all agree that the last, I don't know, 15, 16 months or so have kind of been just ongoing normalized chaos. Nothing's the same pretty much day to day. And what has become normal is still constantly being referred to as the new normal. This is not... This living through this pandemic has created new patterns, new habits, new ways of being a good citizen, new ways of being a bad citizen, new ways of interacting with other people, new issues with interacting with other people. And then there's new ways to do business. Whether you're an employee who used to work in an office and now you work from home, whether you're in one of those so many industries that got shut down for so long and then to reopen had to go into their own funds. They had to create new ways of making business safe. Sorry, I'm I'm in the middle of a sneeze fest and still decided to do a podcast. So th- there may be a couple sniffles here and there. <laughs> the sneezing actually is it's kind of funny. I tend to sneeze a whole bunch when I have a lot of emotions to clear. And the chaos of the world not being normal yet kind of hit a wall for me too last week. Not even just myself. We're, we, we, our lives haven't really changed a whole lot other than socialization happens, you know, on a, on a screen rather than in person. Our bubble is, is quite small, but, and always was, and, I like interacting online. I I don't mind it. It doesn't, I don't miss necessarily being in person. Although for the first time in my life, I do miss hugging, which is weird. But for so many people, removing human inter, like human touch, especially touch for those people who kind of relied on their, their expanded friend group, relied on just being able to look people in the face and their whole face after a while, all of this stuff really does start wearing us down. The anxiety is so high. The news is so full of, you know, now it's full of COVID fatigue, which is hilarious that the news keeps talking about the fact that we're all tired of talking about COVID. So what do you do when, you know, 16 months in, and soon, soon to be, you know, the summer where whether we're vaccinated or not, or there are variants or not, or borders open or they don't, or restrictions loosen and you don't feel ready for that. What do you do when you just need to kind of chill the fuck out for a bit? But the world is still chaos. The world is still telling you that everything is scary and everything is stressful. Or what if your stress has nothing to do with the pandemic and you're so sick of everybody saying, oh yeah, well, it's the pandemic because it isn't. Maybe your job is just really, really stressful and really, really chaotic and having to have these extra steps put in place to do the thing that chills you or do the thing that relaxes you 
is has become hard or maybe just like the zeitgeist the whole feeling of the whole world is starting to wear you down or maybe you're someone who's never been able to moderate their own chill to really go out and and search for and attack and pounce on joy and calm maybe you're someone who's always thrived in chaos and you're just kind of hitting your limit now no matter where you are, whether your chaos is caused pandemic-wise, or it always was there, or it's just an exacerbation of the, the chaos you already had, I have a whole bunch of tools that I've used. And they're tools that are based on science, as always, but they are tools that are not necessarily, you know, well, you know, they're not the level of somebody telling you to stay calm when you're not calm. These are things that can be really, really effective. They're things that have worked for me when other things haven't worked. And there are things that I really would love to see the people who listen to this, the people who listen to this and their friends or their, I'd like to see everybody using these, using them daily, using them constantly and having ways of calming yourself become normalized. Normalizing rest and normalizing chill has become my new battle cry in the last year because we were all going so fast and some of us have had to go faster. And that's that's just adding insult to injury on top of a crazy, ridiculously stressful society that we're in. So to start, I'm going to take a deep breath. And I would love you to take a deep breath as well. And it doesn't matter if you take it through your nose or your mouth. And it doesn't matter if you count it out. I'm going to be doing my regular 4-4-4. Or I breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds. So let's go. Having the whole sneeze fest going on has actually made it way easier for you to hear when I breathe. So, you know, let's take the, the little moments of goodness that we can find. So the very first thing when you're dealing with stress and with chaos is figure out what time zone you're in. Fear lives in the future and anxiety lives in the past. Anxiety is the overthinking and wishing you could rewrite and remembering every awful thing your brain has, your, your brain feeding you every awful thing you've ever done, every bad memory, every mistake you've ever made. And fear entirely lives in the future of what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? I need to make a plan A and B and C and D. And then I need to have sub plans for those plans. And then when none of those things happen, you kind of just get over it and forget how much energy you just put into either looking back or looking forward. So if you are finding yourself drowning in chaos, stay in your time zone. Right now, in the present moment, the majority of our chaos does not exist. Our brain is creating it, but it doesn't exist in a shared reality. So right now, if you are drowning in chaos right now, I want you to look around and ask yourself, am I safe? If the answer to that is no, then make yourself safe. That's your only job right now. If the answer to that is yes, then your next step is, what do I need right now? 
What do I need? What does my body need first? What does my soul need second? And what does my mind need third? If your body needs to eat because you've just been putting that off because you're so stressed, go eat. If your body needs more rest, then change your schedule right now to give yourself some of that rest. Over communicate with the people who are relying on you right now and let them know the new deadline, the new date, the new time this will be finished. If that is causing you more stress and chaos, then the first thing I want you to do is start looking up good therapists because you have a work-related issue that is going to be bigger than you and you're going to blame yourself for not solving it and it's not your fault. There are workplaces out there that just don't allow for a break. There's a lots of situations that just don't allow for a break, for a rest. But that doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make it healthy. And that doesn't mean that you're going to, that you should take this. It doesn't mean that this is the right way to live. So if you can't, if you are safe, and you know what you need, and you know there is a significant barrier to getting what your body or your soul or your mind needs right now, address that barrier. That's your only job. Once you've put yourself in the position where the majority of our stresses aren't involving right now, they are involving our fear, they are involving, yes, but next week or next month or tomorrow or in an hour, these awful things are going to happen, might happen, could happen, or could happen in this way or could happen in that way. In that case, it's time for you to breathe intentionally. Now, I know everybody tells you to breathe. I get it. And there are so many breathing exercises out there that some people can use and some people can't, and some people it sends them into hyperventilation. I used to be one of those people. I totally get it. What I need you to think about is how am I breathing? It does three things. When you breathe in, you stimulate one part of your nervous system. And when you breathe out, you stimulate a different part of your nervous system. That's why that deep sigh that you get when you're really annoyed is kind of, it feels good. It intrinsically and extrinsically feels good. It gives you a release. It truly does. It actually helps you, um, your, it helps your brain, sorry, um, unconsciously release endorphins and release certain chemicals that will help you chill and relax. So if you're really, really frustrated right now, sigh it out five or 10 times really, really loudly or get in your car and do that. If you're sitting, you know, in an office with a bunch of other people. (laughs) And one of the things about, you know, if you are sitting in an office with a bunch of people, you're probably wearing masks and they won't really notice that you're sighing because unless it's very, very audible, they're not going to be able to hear you. So breathe intentionally. Just be aware of your breath. As I said, there's two different things this does. One of them is it lets your brain release some endorphins. The other thing is it gives your brain something to do. It gives your brain a little mental break to focus on something other than the the chaos that you are currently surrounded in. If those don't get you out of your chaos, that is okay. Keep breathing intentionally until you can take an actual break 
And during your actual break, make something. Or, this is the cool part about our brains, you can actually have almost the same psychological effect by planning to make something. By make something, that could mean if you are somebody who loves cooking, come up with a new recipe that you're going to try or perfect one you already have. If you are somebody who likes music, make some music. If you are somebody who likes little DIY things and you really want to create something cool, make yourself a calm down jar. You can take a regular mason jar, fill it full of clean water, a little hot, hot, hot water, a little bit of white glue, stir them up together. So it'll make a different consistency. It won't be so watery, but the the glue has to completely dissolve within the hot water. Add some food coloring for your favorite color and then add a whole bunch of sparkles. You can even add other like charms and things in there so you can watch them. Once you've done that, put the cover on your mason jar. I would recommend you hot glue it or duct tape it shut (laughs) and then shake it really, really, really hard and just watch as the sparkles settle. This is something that people do for children, but I will tell you as a mother of children who has calm down jars, it works just as well for the parents. Our brains love watching those sparkles swim and dance and they calm down after a few minutes. So you watch it until the sparkles are calm. Again, it gives your brain something to do. Focus just on the sparkles and focus on maybe the little charms and where they're showing up as as the water stills and calms. And that, again, can give you a little break. If you do a little, little one, it'll take maybe three minutes for it to settle. If you do a larger one, it could take up to 10 minutes. That's just 10 minutes out of your day. And it's 10 minutes of looking at something that is pretty and sparkly and calming. If you don't have the capacity to do those things, that's okay too. If you don't want to cook, I totally get it. (laughs) I go for the making music or the making things, maybe writing something down, journaling, making something, creating something that wasn't there before. Anything, anything you can think of. But if that's not your jam, that's okay. For you, maybe you want to try using your senses. Give yourself a hand massage. Your hands and your wrists hold so much of your tension. It's just unbelievable. Stretching your hand backwards, stretching it forward, just light stretches. As soon as I do that, all of my joints start popping and snapping, which tells me I need to do this more often. Give yourself a hand massage one hand at a time, very, very slowly, focusing mainly on that meaty part right under your thumb. It's a really, really good spot to release tension. Another thing you can do if your chaos is mixed with some anger, push your palms together as hard as you can and resist yourself. This is a little bit of resistance training. And you're only as strong as yourself, but your right hand or your dominant hand, I should say, will probably be a little bit stronger than your other hand. So this is a really good time to kind of play with your body and see where your strengths are. The other thing it does is it gets out some of that tension, some of that, that mixed up stomach feeling tension can come out of your hands by just pressing them together as hard as they can. 
use your senses by covering your eyes, removing the visual stimulation, no matter how much you love your office space, your house, your workstation, wherever you are, cover your eyes and take away that sense for just a few minutes. It'll be a little bit confusing, but all of a sudden you'll start noticing what your space smells like, what your space sounds like what your space feels like. Touch things. While your eyes are covered, touch things and notice for the first time probably how things actually feel when you can't see them. You can engage your ears by either singing at the top of your lungs and listening to yourself or give five really big deep sighs and try to make every one just a little bit louder and longer than the last one. Again, this gives your your ears something to do and it also helps stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system. You can also for your ears use music. Use classical music. Use music without words that just has tones. Or if you really are completely wound, I cannot recommend binaural beats enough. There are apps for binaural beats all over um, both Android and Apple. I'm an Apple user and I use Beatfulness for my binaural beats. And they are fantastic. I love them. I've used them to focus and they have helped me focus. I've used them to calm and they've helped me calm. I've used them for almost every mood that I'm in. They're set to different frequencies. They have different uses and there's no words. It's more just a set of repeating sounds, but none of them are annoying. Oddly enough, I was super expecting them to just be like these crazy off annoying sounds and they are not They are not at all. Or go on Spotify and just look up spa music. Any sort of sound that is going to either remind you of a time you were calm and happy or have been designed in order to allow your brain to feel calm and happy. Another sense you can use is your sense of smell. Smelling lavender smelling movie popcorn, smelling sunscreen, or your favorite person's perfume or cologne, smelling anything, foods, favorite foods from your childhood, anything that reminds you of a time that you were happy. Your sense of smell is your earliest sense to develop, and it's one of the closest senses to your emotions. We have these ingrained emotions that we really can't put our, our, our brains on because it seems so detached. It doesn't make sense that we would feel this way in this room. Often that comes down to a sense of smell. And often that connection between the smell and the emotion is handled by your unconscious, not by your conscious. You won't get a memory. You'll just get a feeling. So decide which feeling you want. In the winter months, I will smell sunscreen on a weekly basis, pretty much. I actually have sunscreen right in my bathroom with all of my normal stuff to get ready, which seems weird in the middle of February. And it's not stuff that I use. It's like the banana boat, like really, really smelly stuff. And it's kind of just my aromatherapy. 
If you don't love the smell of sunscreen and you're not a summer baby, find the thing you love. Maybe it's hot chocolate. Maybe it's whatever it happens to be. Find that smell and duplicate it when you need a moment of chill. Going back to the sense of touch, whether it's a hand massage, palm push, but if another thing you can do is pick something up, anything, pick up anything you have, anything you can see and focus on it completely. At my desk right now, I have a couple of files, um, a, a jar of smoothie that I haven't finished yet that I was supposed to have finished and a mask and I'm going to pick up my mask and I'm in the mask. I'm looking at it. It's a really pretty pattern. I remember where I got it. I remember who sold it to me, but then I can think about, I don't know who made this. Where did the material come from? How many hands did it pass through to get to me? How much care went into the creation of this one mask from start to finish? I bet there are a whole bunch of stories attached to this mask. And now I've kind of distracted myself from whatever I was worried about before and given myself a few minutes of chill. I've done this with my iPhone. I've done this with my comforter at home. I've done this in my vehicle, just driving. I've done this everywhere. If you really think about the item that you're looking at and the item that you're touching, and think about its entire journey before it got back to you. Again, you're giving your brain something calming, something positive and something distracting to get you out of that little crisis, not little as in not important, but little as in short-lived, to get you out of your short-lived crisis so that you're able to refocus and be in your time zone where you are safe and know what you need. If you go through all of those things and you've tried all of them, and you're still deeply, deeply in chaos. And there are no boundaries. It's, it's one of those times where it's all in your head is a real thing, and that's okay. <laughs> Sometimes, often my, my anxiety is completely disconnected from my day-to-day life. My day is fine, everything seems great, and I am a absolute wreck, absolute wreck. If I have one of those days and I've gone through this whole list and I just can't work, I can't, like I've tried and the work isn't coming and nothing is happening and nothing is flowing. I am lucky enough that I get to set my own schedule and set my own deadlines. Although again, a lot of that comes down to over communicating with everybody who does expect things of me. If all of that isn't happening, trying to muscle through is going to rebound on you tomorrow and the next day and next week and the week after that. Take an hour or take half a day sick leave because you are, this is a, this is a mental health issue. So take some mental health time and go play, go blow bubbles in your own backyard. Yes, you are a grown ass person and you're going to blow bubbles in your backyard and try to catch them. Go on YouTube and search for Just Dance. That way you'll get to do the dances without anybody telling you you're doing it wrong. YouTube has a whole bunch of Just Dance videos and you can go absolutely crazy in your living room, look ridiculous, and nobody will ever know. Paint, finger paint, really messy finger paint. Get into something that you haven't gotten into in a long time. Play. Let your mind play. 
Go out and look at the clouds and make up stories if that's your thing. Go kick a soccer ball around if that's your thing. Go play in in the dirt and see how many worms you can find and place into good homes. Play. Do something unproductive and enjoyable and learn from it. Feel it and be intentionally there. Be in that time zone at that time. Trying to turn stress into something to be managed and dealt with rather than something understood, experienced, and acknowledged will keep you in your chaos. But stress is not the same thing as anxiety and fear. Stress can cause pressure, but that pressure is something you can do something about. If you're living in anxiety, you can't do anything yet. That's why you need to go take a break and play. Distract your brain. Do something other than what has been done. Once you've completed any one of these options, go back and tell, ask yourself again, are you, what time zone are you in? Are you in the past where you're overthinking something that did happen? Are you in the future where you're worried about something that will happen? Or are you in the present moment? And if you are in the present moment, are you safe? And what do you need right now? Up next, we are going to be talking about time management. And it's kind of connected to today's chaos because we're really going to be focusing on becoming present in each time. How do we set up a schedule? How do we set up our days? And how do we make sure we are present in our activities rather than trying to manage our time and multitask so that we can get everything started, if not everything completed? If you are a boss wearing too many hats, we're here to make your life, or at least your marketing, a whole lot easier. From strategy to implementation, from websites to social media, and everything in between, if you need help, we want to hear from you. Head over to hala.agency, that's H-A-L-A dot agency, and see how we can help. To get more kick-ass in your life, follow us at Hala Connected, H-A-L-A Connected. And if you like what you heard today, hit subscribe and leave us a review. Until next time, kick-ass, chill out, and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass.